from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Happy belated Father's Day to everyone out there who celebrated Father's Day yesterday. Thank including you, sir. my co-host today, Chris Lee. I was like, Happy Juneteenth to everyone out there as well. Thank you again, sir. Appreciate that. Hey, you got to show respect where it's due, man. Exactly. Exactly. What's this device you're putting in your wrist? So I'm just charging my whoop. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's the ba- I'm just putting the battery on. Just Dennis, sure it was charging. sorry guys, it just kind of distracted me. Dennis pressed the button, and I saw a red light go to green, and he slid something on his wrist. I didn't know if, if this was like a tracking device or something. <laughs> a tracking no, device? I didn't know what's going on. Well, you know. <laughs> I guess it kind of is a tracking it kinda, device. Maybe it does, yeah. actually. It just attracts a lot of things. There's also, we were tracking on Saturday at the Big Rock Tournament down there in Moorhead City. We were tracking the boat Sensation who had a six-plus-hour fight with a blue marlin. Mm. Didn't get back to the docks until about 11.15 or so on Saturday night. So basically went into overtime because in the Big Rock, hooks have to be up by a certain time and all that. Well, this is where the controversy comes in, Chris Lee. Again, Sensation caught a 600-plus-pound blue marlin, which would have won them. Yeah. A total of about $3.5 million. So the the Fabulous Fisherman's Prize for the first Blue Marlin over 500 pounds would have won that, which is about $739,500. On top of the first place prize, <laughs> so which is about $2.7 million. So combine these things together, you're looking at about $3.5 million. Yeah, that's a lot of money. More than that. That's a lot of money, of money on the line for that. A lot of money. The, the winner of the U.S. Open... Wyndham Clark took home 3.6. So, yeah, there's a lot of money at stake here. Well, come to find out late Saturday night, there was what they call mutilation to the fish. Now, mutilation is defined by the – this is the IGFA, the International Game Fish Association. This is what the – The Big Rock Tournament follows these rules when it comes to, quote-unquote, mutilation of the fish. Mutilation to the fish prior to – Landing or boating the catch caused by sharks, other fish, mammals, or propellers that remove or penetrate the flesh disqualifies the catch. So this was the big controversy Saturday night going into Sunday was there was some mutilation, looked like some shark bites on the fish that the, the boat sensation brought in on Saturday night. Again, they didn't weigh this thing until about 11, 15, 11, 30, over 600 pounds. They disqualified the fish. Yeah. So it doesn't count. Sushi, so congratulations. Money, you win that first place prize. All that money that you thought all you were about money, to get. Exactly. I no mean, way. Could you imagine that high and the low? You're thinking, that thing weighs over 600 pounds, and we just won 3.5 million bucks because they hooked this thing at the last second. Again, basically went into overtime to reel this thing in, a six-hour-plus fight with this fish to get it on the boat, all, to, to, get, to bring it back, and all of a sudden they're like, no, sorry, disqualified. And part of the reason why some people are upset, back in 2019, a 914-pound fish was which reeled is the record. in, mm-hmm. which is the record at the at the Blue Rock, a uh, Big Rock, excuse me. And that one had some flesh torn, torn off of it. But here's the difference. There was a little bit of mutilation there, but your rules that you just talked about are about what happens to the fish before it's reeled in, before it's boated. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the the 914 pound fish, it was too big to really put up on the boat, so yeah, they had to drag the- it through the water. So then some flesh got torn off, and so the mutilation happened after it was boated. So some people are trying to use 
those two uh, in comparison, it's a little bit different in that case. Yeah. Well, I, I, I did reach out to the folks at the Big Rock if they wanted to join us today to discuss it, and they said refer to our official statement. And the official yeah, they ain't trying to talk about it no more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they which, moved on. They did. Well, <laughs> here's the thing on. as well. I'm sure for them it's also the, the mindset of I know there's going to be a, an appeal, and I'm sure there's probably going to be some lawyering up for this as well. When yeah. you have three and a half plus million dollars at stake, yeah, yeah, there's going to be – this isn't like, man, I thought I got the blue ribbon and that's it or like whatever it might be or like here's a consolation prize. No, this is – $3.5 million. Yeah. So this is the official statement from the Blue Rock. This came out yesterday morning at about 10 a.m. After careful deliberation and discussions between the Big Rock Rules Committee and the Board of Directors with biologists from NC State and retired North Carolina Marine Fisheries biologists as well as the IGFA official, it was determined that Sensation's 619.4-pound blue marlin is disqualified due to mutilation caused by a shark or other marine animal. It was deemed that the fish was mutilated before it was landed or boated, and therefore it was disqualified. So that's – and then they went on to continue, like, that's Rule 23, blah, blah, blah. So that's the they, – they deliberated on it overnight, Saturday night, into Sunday morning, and I'm sure there was a lot of tension. There was about 10,000 people roughly – uh, according to reports that were at the docks on Saturday night when this boat come back because it was a thing that people were tracking all day like hey they got this big marlin hooked up they're still fighting it still fighting it so fine okay they got it boated let's get to the docks absolutely and it was, so yeah it's a big thing so yes yeah we're talking fishing starting the show people but it's a big thing here in the state of North Carolina <laughs> there are millions of dollars at stake and yeah it's a it's a controversial thing and a lot of people were following it over the weekend well, here's something else that happened over the weekend. Yes. Uh, Chris Paul from Winston-Salem, North Carolina, yes. uh, got traded from the Phoenix Suns to the Washington Wizards. It was agreed upon. It's not official it's yet. It's agreed upon, but there is a chance that uh, the third team could get into that mix mm -hmm. and Chris Paul could be sent elsewhere. Uh, some people are speculating maybe the Clippers or huh. maybe the Lakers. Hmm. Either way, maybe a team in L.A. gets, gets involved, but – Honestly, because of what Chris Paul is expected, he has 15 million guaranteed already. Yeah, about right. 15.8, I think. But if he's still on the roster for the Wizards by January, June 28th, then he'll be owed his full 30 million dollars. I don't think any team is going to trade for that. No. For a 38-year-old point guard who is going to be owed 30 million. Now, if there's a buyout agreement mm -hmm. before then, and Chris Paul just happens to be available. Well, I'm sure that L.A. Clippers or L.A. Lakers will try to reach out then, and him and his family still live in L.A., so it's easy for him still live at home, that type of thing. Uh, but, yeah, that's uh, that's one of those interesting things, and Chris Paul actually found out about being traded while he was on a flight to New York to join Good Morning America this morning. I'm, I'm driving in this morning, and we got the ticker tape thing outside of our building. What is And that? I see this potential blockbuster deal between you and Bradley Bill that may take you from Phoenix to Washington and vice versa. Mm. I was surprised. <laughs> what are your first thoughts on that? I was surprised, too. <laughs> <laughs> I found out on the plane yesterday flying here for this. You know, in this league, anything can happen, so you just – Figure out what's next. Mm. You literally found that on the plane. <laughs> Absolutely. Wow. 
What was your don't first reaction? <laughs> don't push him any further. He's trying to be nice about yeah, it. Yeah, he is. What's happening? Yeah. That's crazy. And, and you know, he was up there talking about his new book that's coming out, 61, about uh, the 61 points he scored the day after his grandfather's funeral, who was 61 mm-hmm. years old. Uh, so, But we'll be talking a little bit more about that trade a little bit later on uh, in the show. So, again, the trade agreement right now that, again, has to be finalized. The third, third or even potentially fourth team might get involved in some way, shape, or form. Since Bradley Beal, one of the top scorers in the NBA from Washington to Phoenix for Chris Paul, a bunch of second round picks. A few other players are part of the agreement as well. They're still ironing out details, but that's the trade in principle that's agreed to right now. And the now. Phoenix Suns have one hell of a of a financial burden right now with all those players, and we'll talk about that later on in the show. For sure. uh, speaking of Wake Forest, shout out to the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. Yes, they won their first game over in the College World Series. It was they a got, close one. Get eight. They they were down two to one going into the bottom of the eighth inning. Scored two runs at the bottom of the eighth. Closed it out in the top of the ninth. So if they win today, they're in basically like the equivalent of the Final Four, uh, and they would have to lose two straight games. Uh, in order to uh, get knocked out. But they have to win today. You can listen to that game tonight. It is over on uh, – actually, it's right here on 99.9 The Fan. First pitch is scheduled mm-hmm. for 7 o'clock. So you can listen to Wake Forest Baseball in the College World Series later on this evening right here on 99.9 The Fan. By the way, thanks for nothing, UVA. Thanks for nothing, Virginia. You blew a lead in your first game. Gave it like four runs in the top of the ninth inning. Then you lost 4-3 to three yesterday, and you're out. you're out. You're already heading back to Charlottesville. We thought the ACC could, you know, have a little bit of staying power, right? Like maybe Wake Forest makes this run. Maybe Virginia makes this run. Now it's all on Wake Forest's shoulder because Virginia just couldn't come through. Not, Could not come through. Not surprised. Not surprised coming from the state of Coming America. from somebody who's from Charlotte. Exactly my point, Chris. <laughs> exactly. I'm not You've surprised. You've seen it happen. I've seen it firsthand. Carolina Hurricanes have a lot to decide uh, with what to do with themselves over yeah. the offseason. Um, is it possible that Randy Orton's twin, Brett Pesci, <laughs> wait, what? you ever looked at Randy Orton and looked at Brett Pesci and got confused and like, wait, which one is which? Brett no, Pesci looks I, like I, Randy okay, Orton. I see the resemblance now that Brett I think Pesci about it. Brett Pesci looks but like yeah. Randy Orton. Okay, I never actually so Randy Orton's sense. twin, Brett Pesci, could he be on a trading block for the Carolina Hurricanes? Well, there are some people like Pierre Lebrun and a few others who are inside uh, in the hockey world who believes that could happen this summer, Dennis. That's right. Pierre Lebrun actually said on Thursday last week on the TSN, uh, TSN, the big sports network that's up there in Canada, on his insider trading show that if Carolina can't come to an agreement with Brett Pesci on an extension this summer, they potentially could look to move him. Uh, he said, quote, if the Hurricanes have their way, they're not trading Brett Pesci. They're signing him to an extension. Facts. Also continued here saying, those talks continue with his camp and agent, Judd uh, Moldover. Hope I'm saying Judd's name correctly. But I think the Hurricanes are also pretty resolute that if they can't extend Brett Pesci, they will move him this summer to get max value on the asset with a year left on his contract. So that's according to Pierre Lebrun, uh, who works like the Athletic, TSN, like they it's like basically like the Adam Schefter when it comes to Absolutely. hockey insider. Okay. I hate the situation that they're in with this, Mm -hmm. but if they follow this game plan that you just laid out, Mm -hmm. I love it. Why? Um, Because if you can't come to an agreement, then get something for them. 
Okay. And, and I think that's that should be what most teams look to do when it comes to any of their big-time stars. And you know, I, I wouldn't say Brett Pesci is a huge star, but he's a very important piece. Oh, he's a top-four to defenseman. To what the Carolina Hurricanes are doing, right? He's and so been an important piece. If, you, if you're not going to be able to get him on a long-term deal mm-hmm. to keep him around, like that's first off, that's number one. That is the goal. But if that's not what's going to happen, then let's get something in return that we know that we can flip this into instead of having him potentially walk away at the end of next year. I, I, I hate the situation, right? Because yeah. I don't want to lose Brett Pesci, but I love the game plan. Well, here's the thing. Pesci making just a shade over $4 million a season. So he's on the final year of a six-year, $25.15 million contract that he, he signed uh, years ago. Now, in terms of his market value, that's well below market value yeah. for what he does because – He's a right-handed defenseman that plays in your top four. And he's also one of your top penalty killers. He's actually second in terms of penalty killing minutes right there behind Jacob Slavin. Yep. And he's also one of the more physical guys on the team. He also, I think, actually had the most blocked shots this season for the Carolina Hurricanes. So he's fantastic on the penalty kill. And him being right-handed, every team in the NHL wants to have – it's like left-handed pitchers in baseball, that right-handed defenseman that that has offensive upside. Why is that? Because they're harder to find. Mm, okay. That's the thing. They're just harder to find. Okay. So this also the question is for Carolina is that why if the thing that's hard to find, why would you get rid of it? You know? Why would you unless you're getting something big time back in return, why would you let it go? If you can't I'm okay, if you can't get the deal done. I'm I get okay it. with like, you know what? Just play out the final year of contract. They did the same thing with Vincent Trocek and they let him go. They did the same thing with Dougie Hamilton. Let him play out the final year of his contract, and they let him go sign in free agency somewhere else. You can still work on a deal as the season goes on. I get you. I understand yeah. that. However, those two guys that you named, mm-hmm. I'm okay with letting those guys walk okay. and not having to get anything back from them. Brett Pesci is a big enough player to where I've got to get something for this guy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you just don't you don't let Brett Pesci's just walk for for nothing when you have him on your team. So I, I I get the the thought process with that, like, you know, but at least try to get something for him. And if this is the if this is the game plan for him this year, I'm with that. Okay. Don't want to see him go though. No, I don't. Absolutely do not want to see him go. But I'd rather I'd feel I'd sleep better at night knowing that they got something in return for him. So this is where again you start to look at what comparable market value is. What other teams have paid players of his similar Similar production, similar age, things along those lines. Because those are all factors, yeah. right? So if you look at what Damon Severson, who recently just played for the uh, for the New Jersey Devils, he just got an eight-year contract. And he's about the same age, 28, going on 29 years old. Uh, he's actually set to turn 29 here in the next uh, couple of days, or actually next couple of months. Well, Severson got a deal – Eight years, $50 million. That's six six and a quarter million dollars per year. Roughly same production, same age. Here's the thing. That would make him Carolina's highest paid defenseman. More than Slavin, more than Shea, mm. more than Brent Burns. Mm. Can you afford to keep that on a player's 28 going on 29 years old in terms of Brett Pesci? He's had two shoulder surgeries in his career as well. Takes a lot of hits. He absorbs a lot of hits, but, again, blocks a lot of shots as well. As he ages, 
is it going to be is he going to play up to that value as his as he gets older? Question for you then. Okay. If uh if that is the case, if you if you're saying that uh that's a little bit too steep for the team. Mm-hmm. And if the Canes do what you suggested, just let him play on this last year, see what happens. Yeah. If they are worried about paying him that much for that, don't you do you think that other teams in the NHL will be worried about paying him that much considering his his history, yeah, and with with the shoulder surgeries and everything like that, and the mileage just put on his body. And do you think that the the Hurricanes could possibly get a little bit of a home hometown discount based off of that anyway? Well, I, I mean, think they're, they're pro- he's going to want a little bit more money for sure. But do you want to go up two and a half million dollars a year? Is basically the question. Yeah, that's basically about two and a quarter million dollars. That's what again. This is Severson who who got traded. He was a restricted free agent, or I know he was a free agent. Uh, got traded to Columbus, and they signed him to that eight-year extension. So again, 28 years old, same age, all that. The one thing that Carolina can give Brett Pesci that another team can't right now, in terms of like if he if he plays out the final year of this contract and then goes into free agency, he can get an eight-year extension with the Carolina Hurricanes. He can go and get seven years on the open market. So that's something that NHL rule has. You can sign – an extra year in terms of the length of your contract in the NHL. So the question, if you're his agent, if you're also, if you're Brett Pesci, do you take just a four year contract extension and play till age 33? Or you look to possibly get traded where you can get six or seven years potentially on a contract. So that's something you have to keep in mind as well. Like the, the term length of the contract is a big thing. If you can get Brett Pesci to sign an extension for four years, a four year extension at, Five and a half million bucks a year, great. Take it. Take it. Absolutely take it. But is he willing to do that? If he knows that if he gets traded or goes into free agency that he can get a six-year contract or even a seven-year deal, even at that same price point. But, again, those extra years that are tacked on to the end of it, that's a big question coming up for a lot of teams. Your heart. It's the only one you have. Fortunately, you also have a choice. Expert cardiologists. Talented surgeons. Highly skilled specialists all of whom chose WakeMed. Why? The main reason is the same reason patients choose WakeMed. Everything you need for the best possible care is right here. Learn more at WakeMed.org. WakeMed Heart and Vascular Physicians. Your heart, your choice.